Welcome to the St. Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode right now of the St. Edward's School podcast. So today I'm speaking to Katie Wilcox, Year 3 teacher at St. Edward's School. Katie will discuss what life is like in Year 3, how St. Edward's handles the transition between year groups, and how Katie herself transitioned from teaching Year 2 to teaching Year 3. So come with me now as we step into Year 3 with Katie Wilcox. Katie, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Thank you for inviting me, Simon. I'm really well, thank you. Um, so we have been out and about this morning doing a two kilometre walk for um, Walk for Hunger for a charity, which has been very lovely. It's a beautiful sunny day and I'm very happy to be here. So two kilometre walk, that sounds like a great way to start the day. Now, which charity was this for again? It was for Walk for Hunger for CAFOD, for a charity that we support at school. Wow. Okay. So Walk for Hunger. And tell me about the children who were doing this. I mean, what ages were they and how many children were doing this? We took the whole of the prep department from years three to six. So that was very exciting. Um, Nearing 80 children, which was wonderful. Every member of staff took part. So we all put on our trainers and uh, yeah, headed out across our, we'd actually took it across our uh, cross country course which was really exciting. So yeah, very awesome. good. Very, very good. Uh, okay, sounds like a fabulous thing to do. Um, Katie, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about your own education. So kind of where you went to school and what your own experience of school life was like. Okay, so I grew up in Churchdown, not far from here. Um, I've stayed local as I work here. I attended um, a local primary school called Parton Manor and then attended Chosen Hill Secondary School. Um, and then went on from there to University of Gloucestershire to study a B.Ed. in teaching, which I'm so glad I did because I'm still here. I absolutely loved my education um, and all of the fun things that it entailed, all of the work that I was able to do, the opportunities I gained. Um, I was a scout, so I went right through scouting um, and girl guiding. Um, and I'm hoping to bring some of that into school after Easter. So I'll be able to talk about that shortly. Um, very into camping in the outdoors and yeah, everything's just been, it's been a wonderful education I have. I've had a great time. Well, it's good that you've had a great time. Do you think that that's contributed to you working in education right now then? Absolutely. Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher right from a child. If you ask my parents, I was always playing schools, had my teddy bears lined up um, every single day taking a register. And yeah, it's just always been something that I've wanted to do. And I feel that, you know, I've been a teacher for 12 years now and um, my passion's just, it's really carried on, you know, that it's there every day, that enthusiasm to do this. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned as well that you were into scouting and girl guiding. I, I think some of the, some of the parents who are listening to this, some of them may have been guides when they were young some some of them may have been scouts as well but actually when when our generation i'm, I'm including myself in this we were younger it was boys do scouts and girls do girl guides you seem to have done both of course how does that work so making that switch so um i think it was during my time um in girl guiding uh, scouting then became something that was an option for boys and girls and i then went on to attend explorer scouts probably when i was in about year nine or ten at secondary school and um yeah carried that right through till partway through university where i um where i left and moved on and 
we got some, you know, the opportunities are fantastic. We went to Kandersteg in Switzerland um, to do our Duke of Edinburgh award. And yeah, I've been able to travel quite a lot with it, which was, it was just great fun, you know, being with friends and being outdoors all the time. Okay, well, let's talk about life at St. Edward's then. And in particular, what to start off with, what the transition is like from year two to year three. What do you see in the pupils when they go from year two to year three? Okay, so this is something that um, is great for me to talk about, actually, because I've come from teaching in year two for 10 years and moved to year three this year, um, which has been a real eye opener for me as well, because I've been able to move with those children and I've had to make that transition myself, which has been so important um, and a huge part of the learning journey for everybody. So from going from year two to year three, there is a huge jump in responsibility for the children. Um, but we as teachers are here to support that, whether it's from getting themselves from the classroom to their next lesson. That's a huge difference. You know, before we are there every step of the day with them. Um, they've now got specialist teachers, more specialist teaching, um, which has enabled them to have the experience um, of being on a, a six lesson a day timetable, which they have in their jacket pocket and they have to follow themselves. So it's a big responsibility jump for them. I think that's the biggest part of all. And when you say specialist teaching, of course, then they, they, they travel from one class to another class for that particular lesson. Uh, there are some obvious benefits in that. Tell us why you think that's a good thing. I'm presuming you do think that's a good thing in school, but tell us why you think that's a good thing for, for children in year three to experience. It's, it's incredible. Just seeing where they go from um, French to computing, sport, music, drama, you know, they've got separate teachers for all of those things. And it's great for them to have that experience of seeing how different teachers work, enabling them to access their specialist areas, you know, their passions, what they love to do. And I think that's brilliant for the children to be able to see that and take that with them, which in whichever path they take, you know, from sport in year three, they now get to attend specialist um, through their specialist te teaching um, that they receive. They get to go to matches, they get to play away, they get to play at home. These are big differences for all of them. And every child is in included in all of these things which is it's amazing and I guess as well as you know experiencing the different subjects in different classrooms the very fact that they have different teachers means that their exposure to different styles of teaching different personalities in the classroom that's going to be greatly increased as well absolutely it does it makes a huge difference to them all and um even some of the little quips and the things that the teachers might say, some of their one-liners, you know, <laughs> it comes out in the classroom when I'm teaching them. And yeah, it mm. does. It's, it's make, it makes a huge difference. Um, and the communication that we have as teachers about each of these children when we're reporting back to one another or to parents, it, it's, it's great and it does make a huge difference. So before they finish the end of year two, do they go through any kind of, uh, I, I guess, understanding as to what those changes will be in year three? Is there any explanation as to how things will be different? Or do they arrive at the start of year three and suddenly everything has changed? No, we do actually. We have um, a move up day. So we have transition time um, where the children get to go and meet their new teachers and spend um, some time on the new timetable, um, which is wonderful. You know, they feel really grown up. And I think the highlight of my year, you know, these year threes um, on the first day of term was giving them their new laminated timetable, you know. That superseded, you know, being in a new class with a new teacher and everything. Um, that's all they wanted. They wanted to have their brand new stash of stationery and be ready to go. So when I asked year two what they were most excited about, it was moving around the school by themselves, 
and bringing in their own stationery. So <laughs> yes, they um, they do get plenty of time to sort of adjust and get ready for that. Yeah. Why do you think that children at that age uh, do enjoy the moving around so much? Because I mean, you know, I'm asking that question, remembering back to when I was young myself, and, and it is exciting suddenly when, when you are moving around school. Why is that though? I mean, what is it about moving around that is exciting? So I think for the, I think for them, it's the, it's the freedom. It's that chance to, you know, be able to say, all oh, right, we're off to games now and off they go together or off we're off to computing or French or wherever they're going. Um, and it's amazing how quick they make that that jump that they can do that. You know, I was really nervous to start with. And when people said, oh, no, you don't need to take them to their next lesson, Katie, they'll, <laughs> they'll move themselves. I thought, no, they can't possibly, you know, they're going to be running away. They're going to be, you know, they've been under uh, under us for so long walking around with us. So no, they, as soon as that you say, right, off you go to your next lesson, you can go by yourself. They, you know, it's it's like a golden ticket, really. Yeah, they love it. Now, a number of schools do tend to keep children in their normal classrooms up until the end of the up until the end of year six, I think. Do you think that all schools should adopt this process of children moving around from year three onwards? I think it depends on the school. I mean, from teaching practices that I've completed, um, you know, I think it, it would suit some schools, but not others, depending on the cohort you've got. I think it is incredible in terms of enabling our children to mature. Um, it encourages them to take on that ownership, that responsibility. And when you see some of these children come out the end of year six, and some of these children I taught in year two, and it's lovely that I now get to see them at the other end of the school, the difference in their maturity, how much their personality has come along, and they, you know, they've really flourished. And I think that is a lot of that is down to having that responsibility from so early on. It's so important. Okay, so clearly that's one of the differences between pre-prep and prep. But tell us what some of the other differences are at St Edwards between pre-prep and prep. So I found this really hard to write about, actually, because I did genuinely think that there are so many things that we can we, we offer here that we can offer a year three pupil going right through, you know, our academic provision it is superb. Like we do offer such a well-rounded curriculum, both in and out of the classroom, our extracurricular clubs. You know, there's so much that the children can access. And um, in the classroom, we are constantly taking the children's ideas on board. We're taking um, the topics that they love to learn about. So we're just embarking on a topic all about the Romans at the moment, which the children have absolutely, you know, they've completely immersed themselves into um, which is so great for them to, you know, to take on. And, you know, they've always got the iPads out, they're carrying out their own independent research. Um, and I think a lot of this, it is it is excellent for them. We've also started to offer 11 plus. So from year two now, I believe, they have started verbal and nonverbal reasoning, which we are teaching as a set lesson every single week in order to prepare those that are going to, you know, head off on that 11 plus journey. So yeah, we've got lots on offer at the moment. And when you tell us that you're uh, engaging the children in studying about the Romans, how does that actually look in the classroom? So um, I'm actually just sat looking at my board as um, I was saying that. So we've got lots of, we've been doing lots. So we've started with the story of Romulus and Remus and we started right back at um, the right at the book back at the beginning and we we're just gradually building up into how the roman empire um started and um took over and um, it's led into lots of areas actually like this morning we were talking about um lent and leading up to easter and then we started talking about maundy thursday and the romans and how that impacted so it does it what's great is our subjects that we teach and our topic work does relate to a lot of areas in the curriculum so um yeah, the children are absolutely loving it. And I try to give them quite a lot of freedom with how they present their work. And we do a lot of presenting at the front of the class at the end of our lessons. So yeah, they've really enjoyed it. 
And how do the children feel when they when they're at the front of the class presenting back to their to their to their peer group? Do you know they're really starting to enjoy it? It's something that I've started a lot more this year. I've made a real conscious effort to try and get more out of them in that sense because, again, it's not something that I always got to see. Like that's a very I'd say so. Nicola, who teaches our music and drama, that's something that she'd see a lot more of them doing. So um, I've tried to bring that into a lot of our work, and we've been doing a lot of presenting in our topic work and in English. So um, where I've been getting them to come out and sort of write on the board and teach each other some of the skills that they've been um, developing. And do you see them changing in the way that they are when they first start to present compared to, say, a couple of months later when they've been doing it a few times? Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking of one child in particular who at the beginning of the year, trying to get them to come out and speak in front of the whole class, it was such a big deal, um, even just to read from the work that they'd um, recorded that day. But now they're willing to come out and they're you know, buzzing with excitement. You know, the smiles are all there and they're happy to present. And I think that's that is so lovely. And I think, you know, that's something that they can take away from this year alongside everything else is that, you know, they're able to now stand up in front of their friends and, you know, show them what they've learned. It's not just on the playground chit chat. It's everything that's now going on in their in their every day at school. No, that, that's really good to hear. That's really good Actually, to hear. Actually, the child you're just mentioning is walking past me. Sorry. Oh, look at that. Perfect timing. Almost as if yeah. they knew that we were yeah. talking about them. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> now, Katie, one of the things you mentioned is that you've transitioned yourself from teaching year two to teaching year three. Um, how have you found that transition? What changes have you had to go through yourself as a as a teaching member of staff? Yeah, I mean, I've absolutely, I've absolutely loved it. If I'm being truthfully, honest, you know, being honest, I started in reception uh, as an, in my NQT year, and then moved to year two, where I've been ever since. And you know, moving up to year three this year, I found it a huge difference. I must admit, I was really, really nervous beforehand, and I thought, you know, this it's either going to go one way or the other, but you know, having to plan a whole new year's worth of work and, you know, kind of start again with everything, build it all up. I've, I've, you know, I've taken it all on and I've really enjoyed it. And I've been given um, many opportunities um, with new clubs and being on a new timetable myself um, and running everything differently. Yeah. The children have been fantastic and yeah, absolutely loving it. Thank you. And do you find that as a teacher, previously year two, teaching year two children one year and then the following year, another cohort of children come in and you're teaching those year two children that I, I imagine you're teaching some of the same content that you were teaching this time last year. Do, do you find that a really rewarding part of your job, the way that you're sort of educating these children and then seeing them move on in school life into the next year up? Absolutely. I think that's a huge part of it. And again, my move into year three this year um, I obviously teach the other class to the one that I had, but that's a huge difference for me is that I can now see where I am now, you know, coming up to the Easter break um, from seeing these children at the beginning of year two. It's a huge difference, you know, for even from the beginning of year two to the end, where they start and end is incredible. And then to know where they're going to carry on flourishing as they go into year three. It is. It's amazing to see how mm. far they've come. Katie, tell us about some of the things you enjoy about being a member of staff in school. I, I imagine that the children will feature in this a bit, but I'm thinking about what other things there are about school life that you really enjoy about St Edwards. So with St Edwards, you can you can approach anybody at any time. Everybody is on the same page. We're always, or everyone is always, most of the time, got a smile on their face. You know, we're always up for a, you know, a good catch up about something. And quite often you find yourself talking about the children in the staff room because you know that that is what we're here for. But yeah, everybody, everybody is a great friend here and, um, every colleague, um, no matter what their role is in the school, you know, we're, we are one team. And I think that does show we all pull together through everything that, 
you know, is thrown at us. And do you find that as the term progresses throughout term time and you get closer and closer to times like Easter holidays, that some of the some of the teaching staff, they they feel like they need their Easter holidays? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we do. (laughs) You know, we get to that point where you just think, yep, we just need that break now. And, you know, the children do as well. You know, we come in thinking, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm on the floor here. I'm exhausted. And yep, you can see it in their faces too. They, you know, they feel it and we all pick up on it together. So, um, yeah, we do. Definitely. I I think that's something that parents can probably appreciate because quite often they can experience their own children just kind of needing a holiday, you know, getting towards the end of term. Maybe, maybe their own children are getting a little bit grouchy first thing in the morning or laughing at night and parents can tell that their children just need a bit of a holiday as well just a bit of time out yeah absolutely yeah i completely agree with that so tell me what your plans are then for easter holidays that are coming up soon so my plans for easter break i have a three-year well she's soon to be a three-year-old um so we have birthday celebrations happening over these holidays we're off to devon for a few days and yeah just hope it's going to be sunny and get out and play lots it'll be really nice yeah so the idea of you actually taking time out is is just a different kind of managing children in, in a different way really isn't it absolutely yeah and I don't know which is which is harder sometimes you know I think oh goodbye right I'm off to work now and you know it's a yeah different kettle of fish coming to teach mm. older children compared to a two or three year old yeah so looking back over the last two years without wanting to dwell too much on the whole covid um tell me one of the ways in which you've managed to uh, to, to, to stay sane throughout that whole time because actually talking to you now you're, you're full of life you're full of beans uh which is great to see um was it like that all the way through covid for you i'd like to say yes but on behalf of everyone here probably not no um it was a really it was a really challenging time and that's the same for you know i think every teacher around this country we're trying to juggle family life um i remember teaching a maths lesson with my little girl who was one then on my lap i'd just come back with maternity leave and i remember teaching this maths lesson trying to console her because she was unhappy and it was it was a lot but you know we all that's that's where it comes back to being a team we all got through it together it was it was very intense but you know we we all pulled through and you know everyone i think can just put a big hand on their back and say how well they did because we you know we pulled these children through it and you know it i feel for them a lot because they did find it really really hard but i think our parents were you know were so on board with that and they supported us throughout which is incredible so hats off to everyone Mm, it's great to hear that that you feel like the parents were supporting the whole way through that that that's really good to hear and tell me some of the 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 good things that have come out i mean because clearly covid was a bad time but quite often people feel like there were some good things that came out from that as well i mean tell me a couple of good things either that you've brought out from covid or good things that you're experiencing or having gratitude for now more than more so than you had before you know i think you take for granted definitely the people around you. And I think during COVID, I couldn't have felt more isolated, to be honest. I thought, oh, yeah, working from home here, we're going to have a good deal out of this. And actually, it's really, it's the opposite, um, to be honest. I mean, you miss just being able to open someone else's classroom door and say, oh, what do you think of this? Or um, how do you, how would, how did that go? Do you think I should do it that way? You know, just being able to bounce off each other, just having that conversation, that fluidity with one another, I think that that was gone. And you know, having someone on the end of the phone just it not the same. 
And, you know, just being able to see the children's faces in the classroom, you know, because you could see when they're all sat in front of you on the screen, how much some of them were finding it really hard to, you know, unmute and speak and, you know, all the technical issues that got in the way. But everyone, you know, it, that's, you know, it is, it, I'm so proud of everybody. Like it was a, it was a full team effort. Yeah. It's great to hear that you're proud of everybody. It's great to see hopefully the back end of COVID, at least it's phasing itself out, which is a really good thing. Um, now, lastly, Katie, uh, I believe there's an open morning for the prep school in April. Tell us a little bit about yes. that. So Saturday, the 23rd of April. Yes, um, we are going to be inviting all of the children in and we are going to be running a showcase of a range of activities across our um, across the school. Um, the specialist rooms will be packed out. So we're going to have some cookery on the go, science, art, because we've got these amazing specialist rooms. So it'd be so lovely for everyone to come and see what we, you know, what we can offer. We're going to have sports going on. Um, so if you come to visit us, you will get a full tour of the school um, by either um, a member of staff or some of our year six captains, which would be really lovely. So you'll get a real flavour of what it's like to be a child at St Edward's. Um, and you can, you know, really immerse yourself and come and see exactly what we have to offer because we do have so much on the table here. So that's on Saturday, 23rd of April. Uh, and yep. that's in the morning. Is that right? Correct. Yes, it is in the morning. Yes. OK. Yeah. And if anybody wanted to find out more about that, how could they go about doing that? Um, so they can either go directly to our school website where there is a link to click on and you can be taken directly to our admissions there. Or you can contact the school directly through our school website with the phone number that's on the bottom. Perfect. That's great. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks for giving up some of your lunch break, I think, because here we are at lunchtime. That's all right. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and explaining to us what life is like in year three at St. Edwards. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Thank you. That's it for this episode. And thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, stedwards.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.